Uh, thank you all for, uh, for being here. Glad the uh, ice storm didn't keep you away. Um, I'm Harvey Perlman, Chancellor of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. It's my pleasure to greet you at this celebration of excellence at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Since 1991, institutions of higher education in Nebraska have successfully competed for federal funding through Nebraska's experimental program to stimulate competitive research, which explains why we have an acronym, EPSCOR. Today we celebrate receipt of $9 million from the National Science Foundation to support research in gene expression and regulation. Um, I would like to just extend my personal appreciation and introduce uh, two individuals that are here representing uh, the state of Nebraska. Uh, the Lieutenant Governor of the state of Nebraska, Rick Shee. Rick, thank you for being here. Uh, and Dan Hoffman, who's the Governor's Public Policy Office. Dan, you're here somewhere. Thanks, we really appreciate you being here and being supportive of us. Two UNL researchers, Sally McKenzie and Joe Turner, will coordinate teams of biological and biomedical scientists and engineers who will collaborate to create a research niche for the state in epigenics research, which is the study of changes in inherited gene functions not associated with changes in DNA sequences. Dr. McKinsey and Dr. Turner will speak a little later about the research this funding will support. The $9 million Research Infrastructure Improvement Grant will enable us to enhance computer capacity and resources to develop gene networking and systems bio biology databases. It will also fund development and testing of nano research techniques and devices to study chromatin, acquisition of an environmental scanning microscope, and support development of interdisciplinary collaboration and student education and research. A bit about the role of EPSCOR and its importance to the state of Nebraska. EPSCOR works to enhance science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and biomedical research in the state. It helps expand educational infrastructure to increase research and development competitiveness and it fosters economic development through support of technology transfer. EPSCOR's focus on capacity building aligns with our institutional priority strategy to build spires of excellence throughout the university. Receipt of this grant is further evidence of our success in investing in excellence and leveraging that investment toward the future. I want to acknowledge and thank members of our state EPSCOR committee, also thank Governor Heineman for supporting a strong state committee to guide Nebraska EPSCOR, the strength of our state committee and the leadership and support shown by these individuals are crucial in our ability to win these types of grants. We appreciate the time and talents of the business, government, and academic leaders who serve on the state committee. The projects we celebrate today typify the future of big science, research that is collaborative in nature and crosses disciplines. In this case, science scientists affiliated with our Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources We'll work with research colleagues in the College of Engineering, the University of Nebraska Medical Center, and Creighton University. Since 1991, EPSCOR has leveraged approximately $180 million into the state's economy via receipt of federal funds. This boosts the state's economy in a variety of ways and has jump-started UNL's position as a national leader in transgenic crop testing. EPSCOR projects also promote significant educational opportunities for undergraduates and high school students, particularly underrepresented minority students. I offer my personal congratulations to EPSCOR Director Fred Schumann, Dr. Turner, Dr. McKenzie, 
and to their teams of researchers. I now welcome Prem Paul, Vice Chancellor for Research, to make remarks. Thank you, Chancellor Perlman. This competitive grant is indeed a great win for Nebraska, and I consider this an early Christmas present for us. Uh, it is an interesting fact that more than half of all federal research funding goes to just six states, and Nebraska is not one of those six states. And we're working hard to try to make, uh, to, trying to make sure that eventually, someday, we we are one of those six states. National Science Foundation created EPSCoR to level the playing field and help other states better compete for federal research dollars. Other federal agencies now also participate in EPSCoR. So the total amount of EPSCoR IDEA program, all the federal agencies now is close to about $500 million. EPSCoR is designed to build research capacity and infrastructure to help participating states become more competitive. It also has an important economic development component, and it helps prepare young people for careers in science, technology, engineering, and math. As Chancellor Perlman noted, Nebraska's EPSCoR program has already helped our state grow its research efforts. This latest grant is another ma major step in the right direction. We're extremely pleased that Nebraska won this competitive research infrastructure improvement grant. It's important to note that this is a competitive grant. It is not a, a giveaway program. This is something, the competition is extremely intense. And all, not all states that are EPSCoR states receive full $9 million funding. Our success speaks to the high quality talent we have in Nebraska. This is the latest of many highly productive collaborations among talented researchers at UNL, UNMC, and Creighton University. This grant will build research capacity in two of UNL's priority areas, life sciences, engineering, and nanoscience, and brings our scientists and engineers together to tackle important research. The collaboration is, is very important because all the major challenges we face the collaboration is key, collaboration amongst uh, all various disciplines. These are pr pr productive areas for developing public-private partnerships, another major priority for, you, for us at, at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Discoveries from this research could someday lead to additional economic opportunities for Nebraska. The good news is that this grant will better position Nebraska to compete for even larger centers and resource opportunities. But in order to capitalize on this, I'm gonna go back to my uh, story that the one we've been uh, trying to communicate is that we really need more resource space. Much of this research will be done in the Beetle Center and in the engineering labs in Nebraska Hall, which are already very crowded. UNL simply must have more research space or we will miss out on future opportunities. So it's the infrastructure and talent and the vision. Those are really the three things that are going to be important for us to capitalize uh, on research that uh, uh, we are conducting in Nebraska. As with many uh, major collaborative efforts, many people uh, contributed to this grand success. I know firsthand how much 
how hard work Fred Chubinez did. Fred uh, is the director of uh, EPSCOR, as Chancellor mentioned. He has provided tremendous leadership as director of Nebraska EPSCOR. Congratulations also go to 17 faculty at the University of Nebraska Lincoln, University of Nebraska Medical Center, and Creighton University who will work on this particular project. I want you to know that I'm grateful to Dr. Lyle Mittendorf. Lyle is here. Lyle, where are you? Appreciate uh, Lyle is chair of the EPSCOR committee. Lyle, appreciate all the hard work that you've done and the leadership that you've, uh, uh, you've been providing uh, for the EPSCOR. This grant would not have been possible without major institutional commitments. Chancellor Perlman, thank you very much for your support. Uh, University of Nebraska Provost Linda Pratt uh, also provided a tremendous help. Uh, we appreciate the support we get from the state. Uh, uh, delighted to have Lieutenant Governor Sheehy here. Uh, and, and I think it, this is an example of the where Nebraska Research Initiative commitment have helped put us in a position to compete that because the core facility that are supported through NRI and some of the institutional commitment had to be made through the Nebraska Research Initiative. This grant would not have been possible without, without those resources. Thanks also to deans of arts and sciences. Uh, David Menderscheid is here and before that Dick Hoffman, engineering uh, dean D David Allen and Namas Chandra and Ag Research Division Dean uh, Gary Cunningham and others. We really appreciate uh, all your support. Uh, Brian uh, Larkins, our Associate Vice Chancellor, has been helping with this initiative. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I would also note that all of Nebraska's congressional delegation, we work with them because this EPSCOR program, if we did not have central funds in federal agencies for this program, uh, we would not be in a position today to announce this grant. And they've been, all of the members have been very supportive of this program because they know that we, you know, this program will help bring more resources and build research capacity and uh, which will be important in economic development. Uh, now, at this time, it is my pleasure and honor to invite uh, Nebraska EPSCOR director, Dr. Fred Chubinet and he'll tell us more about the EPSCOR program. He'll also introduce uh, the leadership team of the grant. So thank you very much. Thank you, Vice Chancellor Primpal. Good morning and thank you for being here. As Chancellor Perlman and Vice Chancellor Primpal stated, Nebraska EPSCOR is a partnership among government, industry, and academia. Our mission is to increase research competitiveness of state research institutions, foster economic development, and enhance broader participation in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and biomedical fields. We will strive to fulfill our mission through partnerships and collaborations. Nebraska EPSCO program is guided by a state committee appointed by the governor it is my pleasure to recognize the chair as Dr. Prempal has already uh, recognized, Mr. Miedendorf, who is the vice president, senior vice president, and, um, and chief technology officer of LICOR. Thank you for your leadership, Mr. Miedendorf. We appreciate that. Our 2007 research infrastructure grant helps the mission of Nebraska EPSCOR by bringing biologists and engineers together to conduct nano-enhanced epigenetic research. 
The grant also invests in economic development through technology transfer and broadening participation in the STEM and biomedical fields. I would like to invite three of my colleagues to join me at the podium to provide a more detailed description of the grant activities. Dr. Sally McKenzie, Professor of Biological Sciences and Director of Plant Science Initiative at UNL. Dr. Joseph Turner, Professor and Chair of Engineering Mechanics. And Ms. Sarah Zalkowski Benson, Coordinator of Outreach Activities at the Nebraska EPSCOR. Please come and join us. Uh, Dr. McKinsey is going to provide some brief comments on the, and Dr. McKinsey and Dr. Turner on the science activities of the grant and will be available to answer any of your questions. Thank you. Dr. McKinsey. Good morning. Um, it is really an honor to have this come our way. I uh, want to be very frank with you that in general, biologists, as we write grant proposals, develop them very much in our areas of interest, the things we'd like to do. That's not what happened here. This proposal was developed very much uh, strategically to position UNL um, more forcefully toward the goals that uh, Vice Chancellor um, Prem Paul described. Right now, we think that we're poised to move our research community uh, ahead in ways that we never were before. And we think this grant helps us to do that. And by strategically, I mean, you know, biologists and engineers generally don't work together very often on any campus, not just ours. Um, and so we're going to sort of force that merger by virtue of creating an environment where we can work together, we can learn from one another, and where we can be much more strategic in thinking about alliances where engineering gives us opportunities in biology we never had before. So as we learn to speak each other's language much more effectively, uh, in long term, we see opportunities for real meaningful innovation. Now, I'm here only representing uh, an outstanding group of biologists. I'm not going to carry out this work. This outstanding group of biologists will do that. But um, reasonably speaking, by bringing biologists together with computational biologists, those who do biology on a computer, together with uh, engineers, we think we're going to have an environment here that's, that's quite distinctive. The, that's the long-term plan. The innovation links us up with opportunities with industry. It links us up with opportunities to grow in ways we never could before. The short-term, of course, the short-term winners are the students. This grant uh, gives us an opportunity to have students trained in ways they never were before. Rarely are engineering students trained meaningfully in biology. Rarely are computational biologists trained meaningfully in biology. And rarely are biologists ever even learning the language of engineers. So this is a real opportunity for our graduate students and our undergraduates to uh, come, come into their own in a unique environment that we're going to create that we've never had on this campus before and that you can't find nationally. So I see this as a real opportunity for us to move our research in ways we've not had in the past. Thank you. Uh, good morning. Um, on the engineering side of the campus, there's also a lot of uh, great excitement um, with respect to this grant. Uh, the faculty and graduate students that will participate in this are, will be allowed to go into a, a new direction, much more in-depth on the biological aspects of um, mammalian and plant cells um, to a, a level that we haven't had uh, a chance before. Uh, so we'll be developing new technologies, new materials, and new devices for investigating a number of um, biological questions in collaboration with uh, the biological uh, scientists and um, computational biologists. 
And so out of that, the, the product of this will be new technologies that we think will have many opportunities with Nebraska industry as well as national industries and also opportunities for our students to go in new directions that maybe five years ago we wouldn't have even thought about. So this will open up many opportunities for our students, not only in industry, uh, but also academic environments, research labs, um, leading them to, uh, I think, new discoveries uh, that will really help um, drive this biological questions forward uh, for healthcare as well as ag-related uh, uh, topics. So um, we're very excited about this, and we're uh, already underway with some of the research, and hopefully after uh, this research is done, we'll have uh, many new directions uh, to uh, delve into in the future. Thank you. We'll be glad to answer any questions that you have in regards to the grant or, or EPSCOR program in general. So this is bringing together researchers that are uh, mainly focused in plant biology as well as mammalian biology. And one of the key questions that's associated with this is that genes in all organisms have, uh, are, are defined by their particular composition, their sequence. But in fact, our cells have the ability to go beyond just what's encoded in that sequence to actually modulate the way that genes behave in response, for example, to their environment or to developmental cues. And that doesn't actually alter the gene any but it alters the way the gene behaves. And we'd like to understand that, that next level of integration. So we're not studying how genes are made up. We're studying how cells figure out how to make genes do things after they're set up in ways that are essentially non-permanent. So that genes that turn on in your eye, for example, do so but may not be turned on in your liver cell. That level of regulation, long-term and development, is what we don't understand very much about. And so uh, we will be drawing parallels between how plants do that, how animals do that, and then of course trying to develop computer-based modeling that allows us to be more predictive in the way that uh, whole uh, collections of genes might in fact be regulated coordinately using this, this uh, methodology. Does that make sense? So what you're really looking at is you have to remember that whole clusters of genes have to come on coordinately to make something happen, say in response to an environmental cue, in response to heat, in response to cold, in response to drought, in response to it, something that says this is going to be an eye cell and not a liver cell, or a leaf cell and not a flower cell. When you want to turn on whole suites of genes coordinately, a component of that has to do with epigenetics, how you will in fact regulate genes uh, aside from what's actually encoded within them. So that second level of regulation is what we're going to be looking at, how you coordinate the way genes behave throughout development. Hopefully that's simplified. But the, the really exciting part, of course, is that we're going to be comparing across a, a wide range of organisms. So learning what plants and animals have in common uh, should be very, very meaningful. And having the opportunity now to manipulate some of this as well as to be predictive computationally about it will also be a, a real step forward. I can talk a little bit more about um, some of the research that's going on in my lab and uh, some colleagues' labs. 
Um, and, and a lot of this has to do with the development of new technologies, devices uh, built on nanotechnology, uh, particularly the success of uh, a colleague, Eurus Zenis, in nanofiber uh, technology. So developing devices based on this that we can use to insert, uh, for example, a strand of RNA into a cell uh, unobtrusively so that we can understand the response of that cell to um, whatever has been inserted, a mo molecule or strand of RNA or something like that. So um, in particular in my lab, uh, there's students right now working on the question of what are the properties of plant cells, uh, mechanical properties. Uh, we'd like to understand how we can uh, penetrate through the cell wall in such a way that we don't destroy the cell, but we can, meaning we can insert something uh, that we can then observe the change uh, from that cell. And that's just one example of um, where we're headed with this. There's, uh, of course, many biological questions that we hope to help uncover uh, with the development of these techniques. So engineers are developing devices that can help biologists answer the questions that they have. So that's the role of engineers in this particular project. Any other questions? So in, in terms of the innovation, a lot of the innovation comes from understanding what normally happens and then by virtue of understanding what normally happens, then understanding disease state, things that are not happening as they should. Part of it will be that. Part of it, agriculturally speaking, will be in helping us to learn how to coordinate gene responses that we want, for example, in response to environmental um, stress. Right now in this state, we deal with drought primarily. We have not come up with really innovative ways yet to manage drought. And so as a consequence, we're going to have to live with it. As we live with environmental changes all over the world, actually, with regard to climate change, we're going to have to be much more innovative as agriculturalists. Part of that innovation will come in how to steer plants to regulate their genes in new ways to be able to, to uh, essentially cope with the environmental change. So that will be another. Of course, as we make discoveries in how this happens, we hope to link up with industries, and we hope to foster new industries in the area, certainly in the Lincoln area, who would be able to capture some of that and find innovation in ways that we won't necessarily be able to carry this. But certainly, I would say, in terms of biomedical and agricultural science, that's where we think the innovations will come. Yeah, the devices and technology that are developed as a result of this will have a wide, a wide variety of applications, um, not only to the specific cells that we're working with. As we improve the technologies that we have at the University of Nebraska and UNMC, there are potential of spin-off companies, there are potential of uh, patenting the technologies which are being developed and uh, providing these patents to the other companies. So it has tremendous potential for economic development. And we are very optimistic about its potential. Yes, sir. Well, the constraints are on the nano devices that can interject um, um, foreign stuff inside the cells to regulate the behavior of the cells. And I think we are coming across that, uh, we are overcoming that challenge at this time. Technologies only emerge with the genome projects. 
So as we now have agricultural genome projects, we now have opportunities to do this work agriculturally at UNL that could only be done at medical centers with a human genome project. Yeah. Chancellor, back to you. Yep. Thank you I just want to again express how excited we are about uh, this project and uh, recognize the, the talent that, that this faculty has to, to generate ideas like this uh, and the lack of talent among its administration to understand fully what they're doing, but <laughs> confidence that what you're doing is important. Uh, so uh, we appreciate all of you being here. and. Uh, uh, if there are other questions that the media have that would like to interact with these folks, I'm sure they would be happy to do so. Thank you very much for being here.